I haven't heard that for a while. I know. We've been in a little bit of a hiatus hernia. Uh, <laughs> that's what you... I don't know why I said I've that. I've got a hernia. Have you? Yeah, Sorry, I should have still. brought that up. I know. I'm triggered. I know. I've triggered straight away. There's a hernia warning. If you've got a hernia, <laughs> you may not want to listen to the rest of this podcast. This is the podcast of women like us, Mandy Nolan. Ellen Briggs. And In case you've forgotten us. Yeah. And we've been doing things that challenge us. And today... We couldn't be fucked. No. Nah, so we're not going to. Like we were, we've been waiting to have time to do something that challenges us that we can podcast on. And we just what challenges us is actually finding some time to do stuff that challenges us. We really, you know, as middle-aged women, really only have time to... Um, we're time-challenged. Yeah, that is true, isn't it? So we, Which is stupid. We've got all these things. It makes me angry. We've got all these things that are supposed to make our lives... Better. Easier and better and we just seem to be busier. Yeah. I don't even know what I do some days but when people go, you know, because I've still got my day job two days a week, that actually takes up a lot of time. It does. You've got to get ready. You've Those got to go. Days. You've got to come home. You've yeah. got to think about what you're going to have for lunch. But it yeah. does wipe out a lot of the stuff you do that you might spread out over the week. Mm. Do you know it's exciting? There's companies all around the world now, some of the leading companies are trialling the four-day week. Yeah, I know. Isn't that good? Yeah, I think it's great. You've got it down to the two-day week. I'm two-day week already. I'm I'm a trailblazer. But you're not really because we work all, up, all over. But the... then I come home and do three hours here on our, on our stuff or yeah. comedy stuff. Yeah, and then you get on the ride Actually, on. yesterday at and work. And then you mow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a sex joke. I know. I, know, I got I, it. I didn't know I you got, got it. it. I thought it went right over. No, I got it. Um, yesterday at work... I was doing women like us work. Thought you'd get round to doing that and sneaking in a bit of the old personal work at work. And I didn't realise there was a big job sitting there waiting for me to do. <gasps> so I had to stay at work till six thirty last night. Did you? Hmm. Instead of five, because I was still my own work on work time. Talk about work time. I know this is a bit slightly off. Someone just emailed me as that was out the door. Could I write an urgent, one of those letters that go with grant submissions for this person due by five o'clock today? Great. Like a letter of, you know, endorsement. And you go, did did you not know about this last week? Mm. And I feel like saying, I feel like I can't endorse you. If you are asking for a letter (laughs) of endorsement on the day you're... At 11 o'clock. Yeah, when you, you need it by five to get your submission in. I don't feel like I can endorse you. No. I feel like you're fucking doing your homework on the bus. I feel yeah. like I want to get you in the office and say, what's going on? So that's what you need to say in the letter. Yeah. All their good points, but um, a little tardy. I know. Unorganised. Um, not good with deadlines. Yeah, and the problem is I've got to write a letter of endorsement for someone I don't know, and I don't feel I can endorse them. Oh. Like How I does that even happen? Well, I know the organisation very well. Right. But not the person who's now running there. And they could be really good. Well, clearly not because it's putting it in the last <laughs> just went, It may not be their fault. Someone might have forgotten to spend this in the email. But I, I suddenly went, I'm leaving the house. And now I feel guilted into writing something mm. to give support to someone I don't know. Um, and I'm now there. You know when people make their time pressure, your? Yes. And now I feel under pressure for something I don't even fucking yeah. know. I don't care about it. My husband does it to me all the time. Does he? It actually, same, a grant application for the golf club. Gave it to me. Huge, man. It was like a 60-page application for like a $300,000 grant 
flood relief grant oh. and he gave it to me on the Sunday before it was due on 5 o'clock on the Monday. Oh, my God. Mm. I know you got that done, didn't you? Yeah, I got it done. Of course you got it done. But did you mm. want to kill him? Yes. There. Uh, yeah. See attachment five testicles. Uh, these were lost. <laughs> There's my husband's dead body. Yeah, these so were lost. don't worry about his golf game. Speaking of dead bodies, best week. Um, wish we could find oh. the dead body of Villa Lynette Dawson. Forty years. Um, I just the man walked free. Guilty. Yeah. Very exciting. How wanna, good? Do you want to tell them what I'm talking about? They'll probably know. Well, that it started with that podcast called The Teacher's Pet, didn't it? I know. How long ago was that? It's probably a good... No, 2018. Okay, five years ago. I'm right on it. You are right on it. I've been listening to the teacher's, years ago. teacher's trial as well because they had to take the teacher's pet down. Listen yes. to over 90 million people. Because yeah, it's all a, over the world. All over the world because you can't get a more intriguing story than a woman goes missing, mm. right, and she just fucks off. And they go, oh, yeah, women do that because women are that. It was so misogynist that yes. that a woman with two little kids. Who she really lived for. Who she adored. Yeah, adored. And she adored. adored that fuckhead of a husband, mm. right, who was clearly, uh, it was rooting. He's one he was of a his, pedophile. Yeah, he was a pedophile. I mean. I'm, a groomer. The whole thing was just, and I'm, you know, I was so glad he went guilty because it was guilty verdict because otherwise I was going, I think I'm going to blow up. There were 90 million people will blow up. Yeah. Which could have been terrifying, but he, and I love that the judge read out his um, you know, his verdict. Basically, took five hours. I know, and he had to stand there the whole time. Oh, did he have to stand up? Well, I don't know if he he was standing up at the end because I heard I heard one of the reporters say that through the whole thing he'd stared at the judge. He did not take his eyes off the judge for five for five hours. Wow! And then when he said guilty, all he did was um, close his eyes briefly and then open them. And then he put his hands out. He knew he knew what was going to happen. He put his hands out. They handcuffed him. Yeah. Took him off. He should have been in cuffs fucking 40 years ago. Was, and his brother. I reckon his brother. Look, I don't, can did I be. Did you see what came can out? I, can I be charged with anything by probably. saying but I think know, that his brother is probably involved? I don't know anything about his brother, but in The Australian today is a story of one of the stories that was withheld from this court case was um, a story of Paul Dawson's relationship with a school student. So that didn't come up in court. I think that was probably not allowed to be submitted. Who's Paul? His brother. His, his, his twin, twin brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of like the this sexual predation mm. and entitlement that went through, you know, like school teachers. The whole story. No wonder like twins and football and players. Twins. Creepy twins. Oh, it always goes back to the creepy twins. Says um. the mother of creepy twins. <laughs> <laughs> they were creepy though because they were too matchy. Like they stayed matchy all the way through. I was just wondering what that noise was. I thought it was, I thought it was the cops coming to get me because I said Paul Dawson was involved. <laughs> it's a helicopter. Um, yes, and also mm. they were football players and yeah. so the cops all thought they were these fucking, you know, fantastic men. So there was all of that as well. I think it took a long time. There were definitely... You would um, hope that that wouldn't happen now. There were definitely cops that all the way through that were trying to get it to prosecution. Mm. And, it, and it just, you know, it didn't get there for whatever reason. Who knows? I'm not liberty to say, but wow, what an incredible... Like, it just... And it was the failure of logic. I know we're going yeah. on this, but you can lie for a little while, but when you have to lie over 40 years and your logic just starts to look, you're going, here she is, the woman that has walked away from... Imagine if you just walked out today. Yeah, and left, you, you left, left the everything. wedding rings. 
but no cards. Can we put the wedding ring on the new girlfriend? Yeah, he had it remade into another ring. Oh so imagine if you walked God. out and you never spoke to any of us ever again. You never did another podcast on women like us. I mean, Ellen just walked out. Did, did left the dog. Left Stanley, left Alex. Left, left the mower. Every, I know things that, and left me. Yeah, and things go, that I care about. And you'd think she'd call, but, you know, but the fact that the person that made her leave was the only person she'd called. Mm. Yes. Like you're going, wouldn't you call your mum or your sisters or the people you're close to to say, I'm so sorry, I just really need some time out? No, because mm. you're dead mm. and you don't make those calls. Like that kind of the logic. And then he would, in some of the stuff he'd say, he goes, oh, no, she called different, over the years he'd give statements and he'd say, oh, she called, um, you know, after the first 10 days, you know, I didn't hear. Another one would say she called up to six weeks mm. and it was three, maybe four times. And you go, really? Your yeah. wife's gone missing and walked out, you've never heard from her and you don't remember exactly how what she said when she called? Like, Of course you would remember you'd it. Me- you'd remember every second. Yeah. Like how many times have you had someone walk out of your life and go completely missing? Mm. Not. No, never. <sighs> so, yeah, good got, day. Got pretty excited. Good day. It was very – it was triggering for me not um, – because I, I didn't – my school teacher didn't murder anyone, but I had a creepy school teacher. He didn't – I didn't have sex with him because I wouldn't. He never asked, actually. But he just told me he loved me. He was obsessed. He would stalked me for six months. Tommy loved me in the art oh. room. It's gross. My girlfriend Julie and I had a creepy um, experience with a teacher, a female teacher. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Well, she – when I look back now at what she was doing, she was grooming us. Did she? And – she approached both our parents and asked if we could go and stay with her one weekend and, you know, do and practice our drama and our dancing. And, and this is a primary school. Wow. This was primary school. Did you go? No. We didn't want to go. We were like, is everyone going to hang out How with a she? fucking teacher? She was probably in her 40s, I guess. Wow. Hello, would you like to practice your drum? That's really yeah, spooky. She, and, and she would bring us, you know, special things and go, don't tell the other students, you know, like little gifts or... Was she your favourite teacher? No. <laughs> no. Because sometimes that it goes with it, they make you the favourite. No, I think she wanted to be our favourite teacher. But we always, you know, our little spidey senses, we'd always just like take the lollies and the gifts and then just go, she's a bit fucking weird, isn't she? We are kind of rough kids. We knew what was what, but... I can see it now. I, d- I don't think we actually, I don't think we ever went to each other, oh, this is creepy and she's cr- trying to do mm. something because I, if she was a bloke, we probably would have. Yeah. But now when I think of it, she totally was. And for whatever reason, I mean, maybe, maybe, she, was, maybe she was a sex trafficker. She could have been. And she might have been, maybe she she was, might have been an Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, facilitator. I am, um, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we could have died, Mandy. You could have. It could have happened. <laughs> it could have happened. I um, I don't know. It is. I think they go for. It's weird because the teacher that went for me, and I think it happens. And in, in the teacher's pet, the JC, the the girl mm-hmm. who was a minor at the time or was a school student, um, had to call a JC throughout the trial. Mm. You can't even say someone's name if they're an adult now. If they were underage then. But she ha- was named in the podcast, wasn't she? Yeah, but mm. in, in court you can't. So no. I, she became known as JC. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she had a really bad home life. Yeah, and, that, and they're the ones they often go yeah, for, aren't they? See, Show them I, love. I had no dad. I didn't yeah. know. And I would like, make sure a real target for creepy old men. Yeah. 
um, to kind of like he'd done draw. It's worse when someone comes and shows you drawings they've done of you. Ew. And then reads you a poem Ew. about how much they love you in the paper supplies room. <laughs> Thank you. Can I go now? Because I was going, I'm never going to get anything at Canteen because it's going to be so. That's creepy. It is. What's the creepiest thing that a, a dude's ever done? Oh, wow, that takes a list, doesn't yeah. it? I know the creepiest. What is the creepiest? He, for you? A guy cut. Uh, I broke up with him. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, broke up with him. I think I went out with him a couple of times and just went, oh, "I don't like you." Yeah. And he cut some of his hair and put it under my windscreen wiper. <laughs> oh, that's really <laughs> gross. Yeah, it is gross. And I had a shirt <laughs> of his in my car. So same girl, Julie. We, oh, that's we got horrible. up to a lot of mischief. Um, we burnt it in the gutter and had a little ceremony. <laughs> I was realised. Burnt oh, his hair. That's, I would and burn his, his hair too. That's creepy. It is creepy, isn't it? And then you put him. Funny if you found out he's been missing ever since. And I went, wow. And it was all uncovered. Or he died in a fire. On the Women Like Us podcast. They burned him piece by piece. <laughs> I just realised I've done something really creepy. And I wasn't going to tell you because I went, I don't think I've ever told you about this. And I thought it was cute. I once put some hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I, tell me. Well, I, I I'll it, judge you. I thought it was a cute present and <laughs> a guy I was with really liked it. Oh, well, that's okay then. Yeah, but for Christmas, because he liked really weird things. And for Christmas, <laughs> I gave him. Twat painting. No, a pair of underpants with my face on it. <laughs> you got it screen printed on yeah, there? Yeah, on the way the cock goes. Oh. I had my face smiling. Oh, no, that's not creepy. Is that's that kind of cute. It's cute. That's cute. Isn't it? You know what would have been creepy? Your undies. Yeah. If you'd worn them. I know. Do you know what would have been creepy? If he'd given me a pair of undies with his face on the front? And like without knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because I can do it and it's Or his cute. face on the gusset. Oh. <laughs> Looking in, yeah, on the inside, that's what I mean. yeah. on the on the looking, inside. I see everything. Looking up, ooh, pulling him up all the time. Wow. No, I don't think that's creepy. I think that's kind of cute. No, thank I mean, God. I wouldn't do it, but it's cute. No, it was. I just thought it was yeah. cute. I didn't have any money, and it was a cute way of making yeah. it quick. Did he love it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think it's kind of funny because I think he, he ended up having a bit of a. He used to sleep around. I found out later, and I just imagined if he got his undies wrong and he's with some other chick, <laughs> and then I'm on his. On his knob. Big smiley. Big smiley Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, yeah go on Hello. the knob. <laughs> sort of like you're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Or you have to quickly go into the bathroom and put them on no, inside no. out. Exactly, because instead of so the your face Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, he gets he wears Mandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mandy, Tony, <Yeah>. Wendy, <laughs> Thelma. <laughs> and Frida. And Frida. That's funny. I know. I yeah, that's know. funny. But yes, that was that was that very good news. What else has been happening with you? Um, You're busy. We're getting back into women like us shows. Yeah, we are. It's kind of exciting. Is, getting that is back really good. Um, oh, I'm just in pain all are the you? time. Your shoulder all the time. Shoulder. Look, it's it's got to that point in the podcast. I have to talk about my ailments. Have you been to Carl? I've been everywhere. It does it. I've been to that many people. So Carl, just let's tell the listeners about wonderful Carl. He's an acupuncturist. He's an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist who's Irish and handsome, beautiful, lovely man. Lovely. And I was going to him for menopause and Mm. he was really really helping me. He was so good because now now Carl's got menopause (laughs) and Ellen is an acupuncturist. (laughs) (laughs) Transference. Yeah, he was great. Anyway, 
I don't. I haven't needed to go to him mm. anymore. And I saw him at our show that we did in Mullumbimby. Are you on the patches? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so that would probably made a big yeah, difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's only so much a few needles can do. To be honest, couldn't handle the patches. At did you all. try them? Oh, I tried one lot, and I, I was having such. I was dizzy and fainting. I can't oh. handle any hormone anything. Yeah, right. Just, I've got a friend like that too who can't. I just can't. It's annoying. No, it's been really great for me. That's good. Really Sleeping great. Well. Sleeping well, less anxiety, don't hate Alex as much. That's good. Good for him. Yeah, very good. I did have a – it was funny. After I'd been on them for probably about three weeks, I had a, had a bit of a bit of a fight with someone at the RSL club. What, outside or what sort of fight? No, like inside. A, a, a like not disagreement. Well, I basically lost my shit and told this guy to fuck off and really told him and kept on telling him and kept on telling him and kept on telling him. So it was like oh, a good... you really? It was like a two-minute rant from me. someone videoed it. And someone probably did. Did you, had, did you know this person? <laughs> yeah, I know him. And so there was a history? Uh, no, no, well, not so much a history. He's a pest when he drinks and right. he had... He had annoyed, he'd annoyed me a couple of times. He'd come over and said something and I kind of went, ah, ha, ha, very funny, fuck off, joking. And he did fuck off and then he came back and had another bite. It's like he wanted, he wanted me to have so what it. what was he saying to you? Just tell me so, what he was saying. So this is, this is what happened. Uh, we're with my friend Leah who has transverse myelitis mm-hmm. and it was her 50th birthday. Yeah. And she... Um, We've really got off track here. I was going to tell you about Carl, but anyway, we'll get back right, we'll to get Carl. We'll get back because I much prefer the fight in the mm, RSL to how good the acupuncturist is. Um, it's a different sort of prick. Well, it was, just the creepy, it was just the creepy thing I said to Carl. I said, I've almost been tempted to come back to you even though nothing's wrong because I miss you. Oh, that's really cute. And then he said, get the fuck out and of he here. He said, uh, you're you got, not you, on my books yeah, anymore. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy. Anyway, so... It was my friend and my friend Leah has transverse myelitis mm. and she's her mobility is bad. She uses crutches to walk. It was her 50th birthday and all she wanted to do was have dinner there and have a few drinks and that's what we were doing. But there was this, there was a band on or something. So lots of people in town were at the oh, band I know and they the were band. dancing. It was the 80s night. It was, it was the, an 80s it night. It was some, was it all the girls? Oh, anyway, there was some, it was one a, of those concept bands. Yeah, it was an 80s night. Something. Anyway, everyone was having a nice time. We were having a great time sitting around laughing. Zed Leplin or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like Leap that. Leapwood Flack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leap my flick. Something. You know that one of those where they change it? Yeah, Where they change it yeah. slightly and you kind of go, you I know. I really hate those tribute the, bands. I hate it too. There was a Queen one there recently and someone showed footage and they were like, this guy was so good. And I was like, what the fuck? No, Fat he wasn't. Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fat Elizabeth. Um, anyway, this guy came over and so, so she kept saying, and she always does this. So I think anyone, and there might be some listeners out there who have mobility issues if they've got something wrong with them. It's like a form of multiple sclerosis that she has. She was saying to us, you don't have to sit here with me. If you want to go and dance and have a good time, you don't have to sit here. You know, she already, she's said it several times, she already feels like a burden sometimes to her friends, which is really upsetting that she feels that way. You know, we adore her. Anyway, he came over and he's like, he goes to her because he knows her. He, Why the fuck are you sitting here with all your boring friends? Why aren't you up having a good time? You're sitting here with all your boring friends and looking straight at me. 
And I just knew that that was playing into that mindset of hers, that she is a burden to her friends. So I oh, went, he, you need to fuck off, mate. He picked the wrong woman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he did it the second time, then he did it the third time, and I lost my shit. <laughs> lost my shit. Okay, it was like a blind rage. Wow, you would yeah. have, because you're very loyal, and I tell you what, yeah. you would have been ferocious. Yeah, yeah. You would have taken yeah, so Did he really, apologise? Um, did he get a restraining order? Mm, <laughs> he didn't really <laughs> apologise. He, he sort of got dragged away because he was kind of... He was, a, he was shocked because nobody ever tells this guy off, right? Right, good. He used to be quite a famous footballer. He's, you know, a lot of people think he's... Someone. Yeah. Not anymore. And he does too, I guess. Yeah. And look, he's an all right guy, but he, no, when he drinks, he's a pest. He's a fucking idiot. Anyway, off he went. Poor Alex is sitting there not really knowing what to do, thinking, fuck, am I going to have to get into a fight here? Yeah, here <laughs> you we know. Go. And... His mate who I was talking to, I was mid-conversation when I lost it and I just went, excuse me, and turned around and let this guy have it. And then I turned back to his mate and I went, sorry about that. And his jaw was just hanging open and he goes, fucking hell, I'm always Team Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, when we were leaving, I said to Alex, look, he's standing there, he's going to say something. And he goes, well, it's up to you what you want to do. And as we walked out, I hear this real meek, Ellen. And I ignored it. I went, oh, no, fuck it. And then he goes, Ellen, can I talk to you, please? And I went, okay. So I turned around and he goes, I don't, I don't even know what happened over there. And I went, come on, mate, you're not a fucking idiot. And then I went, actually, I'm going to take that back. You are a fucking idiot. <laughs> you had another cat. <laughs> you had another bit of it. I had another bite at him. Yeah, great. It was impossible to explain to him that I was defending Leah in that case because he was too pissed to right. even understand what he'd done. He goes, I can't believe you got that upset because I called you boring. And I oh. said, that's actually not what it's about, dickhead. So, yeah, it wasn't. And then he goes, I just want to know that we're okay. And I went, where? There is no there is no I we. I thought you and him are in a relationship. <laughs> I, know. I go, there is no we, fuckhead. There is no we. And our other friend goes, come on, come on, just have a hug and make up. And I went, oh. there will be no hugging. Why would you even hug? Don't you hate that? You're going, no, we're yeah. not going to hug. No, we're not. And we don't even really have a friendship, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's in my he's in, he's in in my car club. Okay. I did see him on Sunday. That was the first time and he looked terrified when I, I walked in. I bet he did. Mm. He's like going, is she going to reverse into me? Well, I'm the secretary of the club. I hold all the power. Oh, you do? Look at you. I know. Fucking all these years it was the long And I, you know I won't forget it. I know you won't. <laughs> I was embarrassed though, Mandy. I was a bit embarrassed afterwards. Well, you... I mean, I did the right. I believe I did the right thing. Did you have rage of regret? But I wish I. I wish I was. Um, I wish I was a little calmer. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, when you get the fury? Because it was the third time. So fucking angry. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going like, and being drunk isn't an excuse. It's not an excuse. No, it is. You're going like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so the, to the patches, about three weeks. After I'd had them on, I said to Alex, oh, you know, I think these patches are great. I think my moods are really good. And he goes, well, someone at the RSL wouldn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that shows that's genuine rage, though. It's not hormone. That wasn't a hormone. No. That was that was because um, you're not wearing... You're not wearing loyalty patches where you kind no. of wear it and you don't <laughs> care what happens to your friends and family. But yeah, it that's right. But it just diminishes your care. You're just wearing hormone patches, which just stops you being a general bitch. Yeah. 
you, this was, you know. It would have happened either way. I think it would have happened. It, I might have just got physical if I hadn't had the patch on. Imagine that if you'd taken it back. That's funny. Oh, wow. I, I was, love that. I, I was thinking about doing a, a drink throw, but he, um, he sort of got dragged off. It's funny, isn't it, when you do all that? Well, there you go. I don't like it. It's, well, it's not nice to get really – losing control feels weird. Yeah. Um, had you had a few drinks? No, actually I hadn't. Because oh, I'd had – I'd actually – I actually wasn't feeling great that night because it was the day after I'd had my little polyp removed. Yeah. And, you know, I had stitches. I'm just telling everyone. In I had a jacksy. Yeah. I had a, had a little growth. I had a little third twin growing up in the twat. Well, I think no, and and yeah, and fucking hell, wasn't now. Let's talk about that. Does everyone want to hear about? Do you want to hear about that? I'd love to hear about your twin up the top. Um, so I go to the. This is the first time I've gone to see the guy. Now I thought she'd probably just have a little look, and she goes, she goes, I reckon I can do it today. I reckon I can do it in the chair. How do you feel about that? And I went, great. And she's got like a little surgery. So go in. I haven't been to a gynecologist since I was pregnant, and the boys yeah. are twenty-two, right? The chairs are real fancy now. Have you been to one lately? No. So you sit in the chair, then all of a sudden it just goes boop, boop, boop and puts you in the position so it tips you back and opens your legs up. Oh, it's like a rape chair. That's exactly what I said on the day. I was like, fuck, this is like a rape room. Oh, wow. And she goes, have you been in one of those? (laughs) She's got like a miner's torch on her head, fucking digging in, and there's a student doctor and a nurse, right? Did they anaesthetise you? So she has a look at it and then she goes, okay, the... um, yeah, the, the needles are going to be the worst part. Oh. Mm, they weren't. They weren't the worst part. So she, she numbs it all. So I didn't, I didn't feel it. The needles num, hurt. Num, 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 num. Yeah. We all know that joke. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, gee, what is that joke? Tell That's, that joke. Do you know that joke? Most people know that joke. It's about, you know, the doctor. It's Elle McPherson, goes to the doctor, it's a gynecologist, has to do some sort of procedure and the doctor says, I'm going to have to numb the area. And she goes, that's okay. And he, he goes, num, 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 num. Yeah. Something like that. That's great. It's a terrible joke. It but is. But when you said that, yeah. you walk straight into numb the area. I did. Except quite different. Yeah, numb the area. So, yeah, three or four needles up there. <sighs> and then she gets the whatever she cut it she cut it off with and it comes off and it's the fine. Secateurs. Yeah, she, she <laughs> What the fuck have you got down there? She like, shows me. Well oh. she, and I actually have had that like when I saw my GP and she had a look, she was like, What the hell is that? And I was like, oh, that's not what I really want to hear. Yeah. And this doctor was like, Wow. This I, and she actually goes, I love doing this sort of stuff. <laughs> No, I was thinking it must be the grossest thing she's ever seen, but she loves it. She goes, oh, so God, I it? just deliver babies all the time. Um, well, it was a polyp, a vaginal polyp. Um, I hate the word polyp. It's horrible. Let's call it a growth. It's polyp. Mm, polyp. It's like an old person. It's real ornamentopeia. Yeah. I reckon if you dropped it on the tray, yeah, that's, that's the noise it makes. Yeah. Polyp. Yeah. Like it's that weird growthy noise. I took noise. a photo of it. Oh, my God. We could put I'll that up with the podcast. Not while it's in my twat. I took a photo once it was out. Anyway, then she goes to – so I'm bleeding quite a bit at this stage. Oh, my God. But I'm okay. I'm sort of feeling all right. I'm, I mean, it's not – Oh, you always feel okay before you my bleed best, out. It's not my best day ever, <laughs> but I'm doing, oh. I'm doing okay. And But the problem is she has to now put stitches in there. Oh. But the what's the thing called that holds you open, the duck beak? 
The speculum. The speculum is in the way of where she needs to do the stitches. Well, she should have thought about that before she started mm. whacking into you so, with her secateurs. So she gets the student doctor to hold one side open and the nurse to hold the other. We could, how many hands have you got in your vagina? Well, I would have had three. Oh, my God, Ellen. I mean, just their finger tips holding, you know, but it was fucking traumatising. That, that, that was really traumatising. I can't even imagine anyone's... Mm. Going right up there to have a stitch like that. Like, yeah. Oh. So this was the day after that. So I guess I was still feeling a little fragile. I don't blame you. I mean, I think when you've had three people holding your vagina open while they stitch up something near your cervix yeah. and some drunk idiot comes at you, yeah. it's a matter of time. Yeah. Before Game on. Yeah. Before Six stitches. It was a bit like a pretty good cut. Yeah, and you gave him the same. Yeah. <laughs> Six stitches. Six stitches. Mate. Straight to the mouth. He went home bleeding going, I don't even know why. He did how too. this happened. Internally yeah. he was hurt. <laughs> he hey, did too. It was the transference. Yeah. Oh, that's really full on. Yeah. Wow. That is full on. It wasn't nice. But anyway, you, we're you know good that now. that thing in the chair, without going into names, I saw a friend recently and was reminded of probably one of the most traumatic stories I've ever been told about a general procedure that she had, not dissimilar to that, that was um, – the removal of um, just of like a hemorrhoid or doing some sort of general hemorrhoid thing in a normal on her butt. Yeah, mm. it was a col- It was in the colonoscopy procedure, and they just the the doctor just did the general kind of snippety snip, and ended up cutting right through her <gasps> bowel. Um, she died three times what? or something. She she lost something like sixty percent of her blood. Bled out like she was just pissing oh, blood out, like no. unbelievable. Yeah. In like a general, well, just, just in, a, in a GP. country town yeah. hospital where they were just doing this run of the mill procedure. She told me the story again the other day. I'm just because I remember hearing it oh. and then hearing, you know, you go like, you have to tell me that mm, story again mm. because it was so unbelievable how badly it went. And, um, you know, you really. Jesus. I know, it was That's terrible. Horrible. I'm glad and you I told went, me that after that. Yeah, imagine if I told you that before because you would not have been relaxed because things can go, you know, when you snip it into people on oh, the no. inside, it's yeah, pretty I bad. I know, Alex was waiting downstairs for me at the hospital and where her room was. I came downstairs and he goes, oh, you're all right? And I went, mm, not really, I feel a little shaky. Oh, yeah. Just get the car. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be driving. No sex tonight, do yeah, you? Yeah, no. no, no sex for two weeks. Thank God. Mm. Oh, well, you would hope so. Sometimes you go, you don't even need to tell me that. Yeah. It's not like I'm well, going home banging on the door. Yeah. Yeah, that, that little area down oh, there that's... needs a break. Well, I've had none of that. I'm just tired and in pain. So, yeah, sorry, shoulder. Really bad shoulder, is it? Well, I've had, the, I've had a bad shoulder. I've had the bad neck. Oh, yeah, I've got frozen shoulder and bursitis. And what can they do about that? I don't know. I'm supposed to go get... I'm seeing an acupuncturist. I'm seeing a chiropractor. And I'm going to a physio. I'm getting an MRI on my spine. Just, oh. There's just endless... Apparently you can spend a lot of money and get little no or answer. no result. Yeah. I'm getting an injection of some steroid in my... Oh, whatever they... I, in, I don't know. They're doing something. Right. But I, I don't know. It's really, it's you know, you're just up in the night going, is this what it's like to be old? Is <laughs> yeah, this, I think so. Is this, is this why old people are bitter and angry? It's the pain, the endless Horrible. pain. And, and it's kind of like, no, who cares? No one. And the only time I bet you don't feel it is when you're on stage. Yeah, I sort of don't. Although, mm. actually, when I'm holding the microphone, the, the feeling of actually holding in my right hand 
really hurts. Oh. Imagine that. So you go lefty. I can't go lefty. I feel weird when I do comedy with my left hand. I don't know. Maybe yeah, why might have, I might have to put it put it in the holder. Oh, and just be standing Very hard there. Did change the way you yes. do things. Yes. Anyway, after I'm, so long. I'm, I'm getting there. This is after you know my whole body's fallen to pieces after running for politics since like afterwards because of course yeah. I've told you, but I don't think I've said on the polit and here how I ended up in a COVID ward without COVID. Oh yeah, that's right. Speaking of medical emergencies. Yeah. I mean, I've told you this story, but oh, no, people but listening I, haven't I love heard it. this. Well, I know. I mean, it wasn't great. But. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And for anyone listening, because you might have read, I did write about it, but uh, it, Kerry O'Brien contacted me and went, you need to nominate that story for a Walkley Award. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I'm too ashamed. <laughs> like it's a story, because a lot of it's around me fucking up as well. So I, um, I was flying to Sydney and I got a little, I, got a, I had a wobble. Got giddy. I got giddy. Had a giddy spell. <laughs> Which is what happens after you're 50. And it's not just normal giddy. It was like the I was sitting down, the whole room went, Whoa, and I went, oh, that's not normal. I went and laid down and went, oh, fuck, what was that? And I went, you know when something happens and you go, that's something. Mm. And, I, I, mm. and I sort of hoped it would go away. So the next day I'm flying to Sydney for work and I'm, I'm at the airport and I get it again mm. and I'm lining up. I remember speaking to you when it happened. And I, oh, yeah, and I'm mm. and I... I couldn't walk. I started having to hang on to people mm. and I went, oh. You said, should I get on the plane? And I went, ah, hell no. No, I had to go <laughs> get off. And so I went to emergency at um, Tweetheads where going to emergency at Tweed, they've got this thing called, um, it's called bed blocking. And because of everything that's happened with COVID, all the beds have got, because aged care homes haven't been taking new people, they're just full of all these people in transition that have been there for up to 150 days or something, just old people with nowhere to go. So oh, fuck, stuck, that's hideous. Yeah, they're, they're stuck in there. So you open up, you know, you, the doctor's trying to see me somewhere to consult, like literally opening up um, the broom cupboard and there's an old person in there and we'll go into a toilet, there's three old people in there. Like it's just, it, it's kind of unbelievable. That's so sad. It's really sad. Anyway, I have my session where they, well, it's not really a session, it's called the consult. And in the end, after all these questions, they do a, a, a COVID test, etc. They asked me how much wine I drank, right? And I went, ah, oh, I drink probably from zero to maybe five bottles. If it's a big week where I've got to go, you know, if I've had functions on and luncheons and lots of parties, maybe I might go up to, and like his eyes nearly fell out, <laughs> five bottles. And then he went, and then the doctor goes, you need to love yourself. And I said, what? I said, you need to get a social life. Like, have you never? How old was he? Probably a little bit older than us, but not much. But I thought it was really rude. That is, it's a weird thing to say. You need to love yourself. It doesn't feel medical. Anyway, uh, so I, he said I was an anemic. Basically said I was low in iron and I needed to cut back on my drinking. And I went, fine. It was, okay. And it was classic from Mullen Bimby, a vegetarian alcoholic, obviously, my <laughs> age. So I go home and I, and I you know, get my... Um, I think, you know, my COVID test comes back. Have you been eating vegetarian? No. No, okay. So my COVID test came back. It was negative. Anyway, it was all fine. Um, and I get on, the next day I go, and, of course, I get to Sydney. I'm wonky as fuck. I'm really dizzy. I can hardly get back to Were my Were you all right on the bag. plane that day? Yeah, I was starting to lose it, uh. but I was sort of telling myself oh, it was okay. And I was getting worse and worse. And then I, I look at my phone and the and a message has come up and I went, it says COVID positive. I went, have I misread that test? Oh. <gasps> 
And I went, I've got COVID, fuck. So I rang a friend to drop food off, locked myself in the Airbnb. The verdict, you know, the vertigo over the next two days gets worse and worse. I can't leave the bed. I can't even get myself water. Vomiting? Vomiting, yeah. Vomiting, just fucked. And I've been ringing the online doctor. After a couple of days of ringing them, the final call they went, we're going to have to call an ambulance because, you know, you're not yeah. doing okay. And the ambo comes and gets me, takes me to hospital, puts me in a COVID ward. So they came in in full PPE gear? Yeah, 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 coming out, getting me out. Um, Oh, I was so sick. And it turned out that... And did they they say to you, how do you know you've got COVID? Yeah, I said, I've got this thing here. And they give them my address and they should have looked up my pathology. But they wrote down my wrong birth date, which means I still haven't got a... a, uh, Which is good, I didn't get a bill from the ambo. I know, don't tell anyone. Oh, because fuck, that's going to be heaps. Yeah, I was pretty close to the hospital, but okay. I still don't feel like because they got it wrong, so they owe it to mm. me actually. Mm. And then they put me in a COVID ward. A listener alert, I didn't have COVID, I just misread it. It was an old, you know how you get uh, a text and there's a whole chain of texts that yeah, go back. Yeah, and, and so it goes back into the Yeah, ba- so I had, had COVID in January and that and somehow my phone had come up because I was giddy and dizzy. Well, and your phone had come up with the thing saying... Here's your results, right? And it'd gone back. Yeah. And I and I said you just read the old one. I read the old. I thought that updated it, and I went, "Oh my god, I must have misread this." It says and I'm you positive. were so sick too. And I was really so, sick. So I yeah. thought it was real. They put me in a COVID ward. I was with t- three old men, uh, one in a nappy, oh, uh, the other one really sick, and he's the one that died while you were there. While I was there, yep. Oh, it was really sad. In the room. Yeah, it was in the room. And was anyone with him when he died? No, like, no one. It's just and staff covered in plastic come in and out. And I was so, and when you when you've got in the COVID ward, you don't wear any masks because you got COVID. So I'm in a fully. Oh my god! Fully, it would kill you. It uh, would. You would have yeah. a. You would actually. You, when I realised, because at one point I went, when I came to, I went. I don't think I've got COVID. I think I've, I've something else because I read that original text. I've done something wrong, and I went back and I realised what I'd done. And then I had to go. Excuse me, I don't have COVID, and everyone thought I was crazy. Oh, and I'm trying no. to show people, and they looked at my pathology. They couldn't find it, and that's when I realised they had me down as a 61 year old. And I went, and cannot one of you look at me and go, <laughs> "You are not 61." You bunch of fuckers. I know, I was so upset. And then they thought I'd had a stroke. Oh, it just went on and on. And then they wouldn't stroke test me because I'd been in it. Because I a close contact and I was only a close contact because they put me in a COVID ward. It was that was when it was the scariest for me when they thought you'd had a stroke. Oh, I know. I almost had a stroke mm. trying to get out of there. I thought I was never going to get out. Probably the only thing is that by the time people get to hospital mm. with COVID, they're probably not contagious anymore, right? Yeah, probably not. But you, there was a lot of sick people yeah. where I was. I mean, okay. In the most contagious place is the room where all they before they triage you somewhere else. Yeah, emergency. I can barely remember that. No, there's a special coat room oh. for triaging people with COVID. Right. Some real fucking sick looking people in yeah. there. And been put all over the place. But I couldn't remember because I was so sick. I was like off my tree. Oh. But because of that, I was kind of all huddled in a ball because I don't think you'd get anything. Anyone? As it turns out, Nolan got the pretty good immune system. <laughs> I've had, you know, a couple of vaxxers, two vaxxers, and I've had COVID. And I think that... Got me through. Yeah. Somehow I didn't. I didn't get it. Thank That's God. amazing. Well, I still I haven't had it, which is good, isn't it? Well, it is good. I've. I but have, you've got to live with that paranoia all the time. Yeah, and I would. I would kind of like 
seven days where I don't have to deal well, with I the think, world. I think it's gone down to five now. Five. See? By the time you get it, you won't even get the By the time I get it, it'll just be like, off. just go. Yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. No. I miss out on the, no, every fucker has to leave me alone. If you're lucky, you'll get monkeypox. Well, that could be okay. It doesn't happen. That, I was going, oh, they'll be lining up for the vaccinations for monkeypox. Holy yeah, hell. because it gives you scabs on your face. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it looks so bad. I know. I was going yeah, it looks like, horrible. oh, I can imagine that's. It hasn't getting... really kicked off though, has it? Monkeypox. I mean, a few people have got it, but it's not. Well, it hasn't really kicked off. But No, I... we don't want it to. We I mean, it's not it like I'm it... disappointed. Yeah, but I reckon it, I don't think it'll take much. It's it's skin to skin contact, but it would be just me giving you a kiss hello, mm. and it's got a two week, like I can pass it on with no sores. It has to be by like saliva or something, doesn't it? I think skin to skin. Oh, I thought it had to be like saliva or semen or. Does you it? Know. I yeah, don't I know. think so. Well, if I if you arrived and I put um, semen on your face, you'd have it, <laughs> which sometimes <laughs> happens. I know, because I, like I you collect it. I've got a little bit of semen in my bag, and I was, you know, when Ellen and I see each other, we go. Spurt on each. I know. Just go. Nice seeing you, and you put a little bit of semen on each other. Like, isn't that what a lot of older middle-aged women do when they see each other? Semen. I might. We've lick, got a semen farm. I might lick you. Mm. I'll be fine from monkeypox because I don't touch people. I don't, because I don't touch semen. <laughs> That's what, yeah, you, mean. Well, like, that's what you were saying. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Who does? Well, who wants to? No, <laughs> no one. I've put my arm down. Anyway, look, well, we didn't do anything that challenges us this week. Shutting well, up. Well, that was challenging. Um, you know, we've oh, really gone deep. We've gone deep up the twat. Well, actually, and it was challenging. You had a polyp removed yeah. uh, from your vagina without mm-hmm. being under anaesthetic. Yeah, that was I, challenging. And I ended up in a COVID ward. That's very challenging. Well, as it turns out, we've done two very challenging medical things that frighten Those us. Those things really did get us out of our comfort zone, if we're did still calling this podcast comfort zone. And, you know, I've stopped drinking. Have you? How long since? you've? Six, since then, six weeks. I don't think I'm going to drink again. I think this is it. Ah. Not, um, not one drink? No. That's amazing. Good on you. Congratulations. I went, oh, it'd be good if I gave up drinking and I felt better, but because of the stupid arm, I don't. But eventually, I can't exercise much other than walk, but I actually feel really good. Like, there's a there's a movement of sober people starting everywhere. Everyone's going sober mm. now. Um, and I've tried to stop drinking in the past a few times, and I've gone for a year or two years or three months, whatever. But this is the first time I've stopped drinking, and I don't miss it at all. And you're feeling I, really great because of it. Well, I feel Less Better. shit. Yeah, right. But I, I feel, I feel kind of not. I, feel, I actually do feel really good, and I can feel. I, I actually, it's there's something funny. I went something sort of shifted where I went. I don't really want to drink, and I don't want to be me when I drink because I'm a fucking repeater. <laughs> well, everyone is. I know, but I don't. I have. We went repeating, down to repeating. We went, repeating. <laughs> we were down. Oh, you know me. I don't, I'm not a massive drinker. No. So for me, if someone said to me, "You can never drink again," I'd go, "Yeah, that's okay." Yeah, you'd you be know, fine. Take away the biscuits. Yeah. That'd be hard. Well, actually, two weeks without a biscuit, um, Monday, yesterday. Well done. Two weeks, two, no two, biscuits. Are yeah. you on patches? <laughs> I wish the there was a patch. patch. I wish there was. Fuck, I'd be covered in patches. Oh, um, no, I'm just, I just have to do it. Um, anyway, it was our, our boy's birthday, as you know, and I went down to Melbourne and had a big drinky night, <laughs> very big drinky night. Probably drank the, the guy at this bar, this little divey bar. We, he was making the 
just the perfect margaritas. Just wow. tequila, contro, lime juice, ice. Nice. That's yeah. it. And I reckon I probably had 15 of them. Holy moly. Yeah. You just told everyone you don't drink. You oh, had 15 see, margaritas. See, this is what I do. I binge. So yeah. I don't have wine like at night, yeah. you know, ever, really, hardly ever. Yeah. Um, but when I have a drink like that, when I go out and have I binge. I'm a binge drinker. I had to shut one eye to see oh, <laughs> by the, the end of it. Yeah, one I did both though. Like I would have wine every night and moderately and then when i go out, I'd binge. binge. Like I'll have five, six wines or something like that. And just, I'm just too old. Yeah. You know, and uh, you, uh, it's very, it's hard to get over. It is hard to get over the next. I actually feel mm. really good about it. I actually mm. go, I'm not Great. Doing, I don't mind other people around me getting pissed. Yeah. I just don't want to be in a conversation for any length of time with them. Yeah. I mean, we're also in an industry where we see a lot of pissed people and it's very easy to look at them and go, fuck, that's what I'm like. Well, yeah. When I drink. And it's true. Yeah. And that's why I went. Yeah, know. yeah, you can see it. I'm actually loving it. I'm actually, I'm really good. I'm, I feel great. I feel, do you know the main thing is I'm, you know, when you, I've been into social situations where you, you're schmoozing. Mm-hmm. You have to go out and you have to schmooze. Yeah. Hello, how are you? Like in doing that. And in the past, I've, I've always needed a drink just to deal with those kind of really intense situations where you're having those conversations and really, you know, yeah. it's uncomfortable. But I've, I've done it a few times lately and I really don't care. Mm. I think that's the joy of ageing and I'm yeah, quite great. confident. And I went just – it's a technique is when you stop drinking is take up asking questions. Oh. So rather than getting drunk and talking about yourself, yeah, yourself to people who don't yeah. give a shit, yeah. ask questions about them. Oh, my God. And everyone goes, oh, she's amazing. You know why? Yeah, she's so interesting. She's sober. And that, she's sober. She said nothing except ask questions about you. And people just like – it's yeah. People can't get enough of you. Mm. I don't know if anyone's realised the secret of charisma is shutting the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. You never go home and go, how amazing was that person who never shut up? Yeah, no, you never do. do. How amazing is that person who asked me about this and asked me about that and asked Mm. me, oh, they're so incredible. What what about them? Oh, I don't know. I talked. And I went, that's sober people. Mm. They're onto it. They're onto it. You're yeah. onto it now. Yeah, I'm going on a question asking binge. So all I've been doing is like interviewing people when I go out. Like I just use my interview skills. How and great. It's fascinating. I can find out. I know so everybody's much. interesting, aren't they? Yeah, and and sometimes people just aren't asked things. Mm. Like it, it, no one's bothered to inquire about something, and it's you know I just kind of love it. And I come home and I go, wow, I found out this about that person. And so when I'm going out, instead of going, oh poor me, I can't drink and inflict myself and talk about myself. Mm. Like, that's the worst thing when you're drunk is you talk about yourself. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, and then I can go out and make other people talk about themselves and it's really nice. And I go home with all these stories and knowing things. It's great. How great. Yeah, it's actually really good. How great. Yeah, and I'll use all those stories when I write something. Yeah. And or when they you get on re- stage. They won't remember. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> I see what you did. I'm all over it. All right. right. Well, good. Well, it's nice to be back. It's nice to have a chat. This is the only time we catch up too. I know. It is. So we're catching up with our listeners and each other. True. Thank God I didn't have to crochet. We were going to make me crochet today and I was going to go. I can't do it, Ellen, because I actually... Another thing I'm going to make you do is mow my lawn. Yeah, but I can't at the moment because of my shoulder. I know. Wait till I get me injection and get me on the mower. (laughs) Wait till I get me steroid. You fucking sound like my mother. I'm getting me steroid injection. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, Mandy Nolan.
See you later. I'll bring Bye, the semen next time. Okay, great. <laughs> Monkey can smell it. <laughs>